We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Sunday. I hope everybody has a great day planned uh, for this heat and humidity. Um, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. My name is Ann Baldwin, and I'm so excited to have in studio with me today a dear friend, a longtime friend, Rob Rudowitz. Rob, welcome to the program. Good morning. How is, uh, how is everybody going? Everybody's probably doing pretty good and just kind of figuring out how to stay cool because this is a hot one, that's for sure. Coming up. Coming up. Um, and we've also got Navajo here, uh, Navajo. Navajo, Navajo, I think either way is it's correct. It's kind of like tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. And we're going to talk more about this beautiful German shepherd that you brought with me. But let's talk about you and I. I mean, we go back years and years. I think I was still at Channel 30 and you were... Uh, I was the PIO for the police department. Yes, public information officer. So I was always sticking that microphone in your face. And, uh, you know, that was, our, that was how we first initially met. And we've stayed in touch all these years. Um, I'm no longer doing what I did and you're no longer doing what you did. But we're also doing something really good today, too. And we should talk a little about what we have in common. Absolutely. And I just, I just want to say that I've always appreciated your... Uh, approach as a reporter and as a journalist because you are always honest and ethical and you always did what you said you were going to do so that was always appreciated as a public information officer well thank you for that compliment and I got to thank kind of my mentor especially when I was out on the streets of Hartford and, and covering Hartford um, someone who gave me a lot of great advice and kept me sane throughout the years, downtown Lou Brown. Downtown, downtown Lou, Brown. Lou Brown. Love him. And uh, so he always call, he called me Annie Big something. I won't, I won't fill in the blank because it's, it's a family show. But uh, I, still, I still to this day keep in touch with Lou as well. And he always just told me, you know, keep it straight, keep it right. Uh, don't burn any bridges and, you know, do what you got to do. Yep. So that's what we did, and that's what you did. So as a PIO, you were a good one too, Rob, I got to say. And there's nothing like a man in uniform. <laughs> well, <laughs> well a long time ago. That was a long time ago. All right, so now let's fast forward, and let's talk a little bit about the other thing that you and I have in common. Um, and probably what's brought our friendship even closer is that we're both in recovery. No doubt. And, uh, and we talk a lot about that with each other. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been an interesting road, hasn't it? It certainly has. And recovery and sobriety certainly has uh, changed my life in ways that I never, ever imagined it would have. And I'm very grateful for uh, the sobriety that I do have. And, you know, the, the other thing is that um, people out there who might also um, be sober today and work in a program, it takes a lot of work. You know, I know, especially in the beginning, someone just said to me when I, when I got sober about 11 years ago, you know, if you can just get through that first 30 days, if you can get rid of that, you know, that pink cloud or whatever they call it. And boy, it's true. It's, it's really a struggle to get there and then to stay there. But once you get it and once you get your program down and get your head right, uh, life is just so much better. 
yeah, and you know, I have friends that say, and I love what they say because uh, it, it's true. You know, um, I don't have a drinking problem today. I have a thinking problem, and you know, I have to keep my thinking um, right. And I, and I, you know, there's an old saying that you can't think your way into right living, but you can live your way into right thinking. And uh, and I kind of hold on to that because. Um, you know, I can talk myself into a rabbit hole. Uh, I can talk myself into a, you know, a, a real tizzy uh, if I don't have the right people around me to kind of help me, you know, stay on the beam, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So Kind of like you've had to help me stay on the beam this morning. I'm having a crazy <laughs> day today, man. <laughs> you know, we just moved our offices and we're still in the midst of kind of a mess and, it, you know, but work must go on and my daughter my granddaughter are coming to visit which is so wonderful but there's just a lot going on so you know you do need those people around you just put things in perspective i mean you know worry about what you can control and and don't worry about what you can't right Absolutely. it's kind of like the serenity prayer Absolutely. so let's fast forward now a little bit you just recently um took a trip and i've been reading you're a, first of all you're a hell of a writer and i think you should think about writing a book because the things that you write on social media just you can't stop it's just it's just i'm just enthralled with your stories and the emotion and the passion and whatever the story is about that comes with that so tell our listeners a little bit about how you decided um, to go on this 30-day cross-country trip and then we'll get to some of the details of that okay first before i get to that i do have to back up just a little bit okay and um you know uh, writing really is a gift of my sobriety uh, because without the sobriety, I would not have uh, the creativity that I need to uh, put my thoughts and feelings, um, you know, pen to paper, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I do need to back up about this trip. Um, <clears throat> so last, no, not last, in September of 2019, uh, I was involved in a motorcycle accident. And uh, I was coming back from a friend's house uh, from from uh, up in uh, Suffield, and uh, coming down 91, I was doing probably I don't know 65 miles an hour. You know, I had no helmet on. Uh, luckily, uh, things worked out. But um, you know, I went down on the highway. I was in the hospital for about a week. Um, I had seven broken ribs, broken collarbone, a lot of road rash. Um, and as a result of that accident, uh, they discovered that I had pancreatic cancer. So I, you know, I, I look at that and, and, and literally the motorcycle accident saved my life. Right. Because the cancer was discovered at a time uh, where they were able to uh, surgically remove it from the pancreas, but it, it did metastasize to my liver. So I am in ongoing treatment uh, for... Uh, the metastasized cancer. Everything is really go- is going really well. The, the, the treatments that I'm under, um, I'm on two-week cycles of chemo, um, is, is just astounding. Uh, I, I, just, I have never felt better. Uh, the chemo is doing its job. Nothing is growing. Things are shrinking. And so I'm very grateful for modern medicine and a lot of prayer because I know that that's what... Um, is is uh keeping me healthy absolutely and so many people on social media have been rooting for you since the beginning 
you know, from the accident. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And then when you were first diagnosed and all the prayers and the support that you're getting, you know, a a mutual friend of ours um, who I see comment all the time on everything almost that you put up there is Bernie Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Um, Bernie was a great guy. Greatest greatest man that that Hartford Police Department has ever seen. Absolutely. So you've had just one hell of a ride, literally. I mean, but you talk about the, the... the blessing and the problem you got in the accident and then they diagnosed you with this cancer. So Mm -hmm. had they, had you not gotten in the accident, it could have progressed who knows, but if that really was a blessing, like I've heard stories about, you know, a kid baseball player getting hit in the head with a ball and they go in and they find something else, you know, so those kinds of things happen. So it's good to hear. So you've been dealing with this cancer now and you're still doing the chemo treatments. Mm -hmm. How long has it been? It has. It will be two years uh, next month. And how much longer do you have to keep doing it? Uh, until the doctors say I don't. Okay. Uh, and I am just following doctors' orders. And uh, it, when, when I uh, when I go in for my monthly treatment, uh, they say just keep doing what you're doing because things are looking good. And every three months I get a scan, and the last scan that I had, so I had a scan in March of 2020. And it showed a progression. It showed um, that um, there were uh, innumerable tumors uh, in the liver. Um, and uh, even though the even though it was removed from the pancreas and that it had uh, continued to to uh, to spread, um, when I got the scan, my last scan um, in uh, the beginning of July, uh, it said that. Uh, they cannot see tumors in the liver at this point. Wow! Um, and I, I, I was I, I was just blown away, and and it just said there are no visible. I, I don't know what the correct t- right. terminology is, but it's working. Like but, you said, but it's, it, but it's you're working. going in the right direction. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I got to tell our listeners again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Rob Rudowitz, and um, you look great. You really do. Thank I, you. I mean, you look healthy. You look happy. Um, you know, you haven't lost all your hair. You just spilt your water all over the place, well, but that's okay. Actually, Navajo did. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Okay, so now let's get to the road trip. I don't want to run out of time before yeah, we get into all right. the details. Um, so the reason I, I wanted to back up is because uh, it was really the beginning um, of um, this journey that I'm on now. Um, and my whole perspective on life changed and, you know, as, you know, something like that would. And, and I just found myself finding silver linings everywhere I looked. In other words, you know, I might have this, this cloud of cancer, but yet I find all these silver linings. Like, I didn't realize how loved I am until I, until I created that Facebook page for support and mm-hmm. prayer, and um, you know, it was it, it it was it was overwhelming, you know, and 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 that's a gift. That's another gift of you know what I've experienced. Um, but uh, about a year, uh, just about a year ago, um, I had stopped in uh, the Wooden Tap in Rocky Hill uh, to grab a quick bite to eat. It was in the evening, uh, mid evening. And I ran into an old friend. I hadn't seen her in uh, probably a couple years. No, I, I hadn't seen her in, in, in a few months. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but before that, we hadn't seen each other for literally a couple years because, you know, she was married. I was in a relationship. And um, uh, 
we, we started talking. She had just gone through uh, a double mastectomy for breast cancer. So we were, you know, we were kind of sharing our stories a little bit, found out that um, she was, you know, going through a divorce and I was no longer in a relationship and, and sparks flew. We, we, we had this long, innocent, pure friendship for uh, 13 or 14 years. And um, in that moment, it just, it, it changed. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty profound for us. Um, but, you know, we, we reconnected um, and last uh, September, we went to the Grand Canyon and we took a ride to the, we, you know, we flew out there, spent some time in the Grand Canyon. And uh, as a result of that trip, we were just kind of joking around and said, hey, you know, I've always wanted to drive cross country. Well, me too. All right, let's do it. You know, kind of jokingly. Um, she was a small business owner. I'm retired. She was a small business owner. Uh, unfortunately, the pandemic uh, literally kind of wiped her out. Um, and so um, she literally closed her business not long before we left for this trip. So we looked at it. We said, okay, we've got this time on our hands. Let's take advantage of the opportunity we have because it may never come again. Exactly. Um, and so we loaded up her truck. She's got a SUV and, uh, we headed out head West young man. And, uh, it was pretty amazing, um, to see the country with this new pair of glasses on, mm -hmm. you know, um, with these new lenses that I have. And, uh, our country is the most beautiful place I have ever experienced. And I've been, you know, I've been to Europe and, and you know, other places, um, and our country is just amazing. And, uh, and that will bring us to Navajo. All right. So, but I saw the, the adventures. The, some of the places that you stopped were amazing. And you did it on a pretty tight budget, right? You stayed in, you stayed in tents. You stayed in we, campgrounds. I mean, you really, it wasn't a luxurious trip where you stayed in five-star hotels. We camped. Yep. You camped. We, we camped. Which and, I love camping. I love camping, um, but I, the, you, <laughs> I know. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're getting a camper. <laughs> I'm not going to do the tent thing anymore. No, no, I know. It was great. The novelty wore off after two weeks. And, right. Um, you know, but, but we continued. Right. Um, so talk about the time when you were rafting, I believe, right? Or were you yeah, canoeing? And, yeah. and this is where Navajo comes in. Listen well, to this. Yeah. So, so um, we were, at the last minute, we actually changed our plans. We had, um, we, we were all set up to stay in Bryce Canyon. And literally, I don't know, probably two weeks before we left, we said, you know what? We've already been, and we were going to go to Sedona which we had already been. And we said, you know, we've already been to Sedona. Why don't we switch it up? So we switched it up at the last minute. We ended up um, camping in Page, Arizona, because we wanted to go to Antelope Canyon, which is a beautiful, uh, Lake Powell is there and, and just mm -hmm. the, the rock structures. And it's in the middle of the desert and Navajo country. And it's just, it, it was phenomenal. Uh, well, anyway, um, we get, we, Took off for the day, and uh, we were just kind of exploring the area. We're driving along, and and all of a sudden, my I quickly looked to the left, and I saw what I thought were two coyotes. And I was like, I got to get a picture. So we we turned the I, I turned the truck around, and I pull off to the side of the road, and and one of one of the animals now runs off into the desert. 
The other one came towards us, and that's when I realized it was a dog. And he, his, his tail was wagging, and you know, it was. I mean, it was in the middle of the desert, and I think that day it was about 103 degrees, um, uh, somewhere, you know, somewhere up there. And uh, so I, I couldn't help but get out of the car. Uh, I set up a little bowl of water for him. He wouldn't drink it. But what he did do was jumped in the truck because I left it, you know, I just get out, put the water down. We had, we had a water jug, put the water down. He jumped in the truck and just sat in front of the air conditioner. And, and I'm like, I look at Carrie and I said, he's not going to get out of this car. Uh, and I can't leave him here in the middle of the desert. So um, we, we drove along the road and, and uh, there happened to be a um, Navajo reservation uh, security vehicle that, that approached us. And so we stopped and uh, we, asked, we said, listen, we just found this dog here in the middle of nowhere and um you know i don't want to leave him and and he said well you know he said unfortunately on uh, he's probably a reservation dog and they just wander um and and look for food where they can mm -hmm. uh, and if they do that then nobody's really caring for him he said i my, my suggestion would be to take him into page bring him to the vet and they will find a place in the animal shelter for him so that's what we did went to the vet uh, in page arizona uh, they they uh, scanned him for a microchip. There was nothing. Um, we called animal control, uh, got a message, uh, and the vet said, you know what, it's probably a reservation dog, and he looks like he would really like Connecticut. Oh. Yeah. That's what the, the vet said. It, it, that's what the vet said. He hint, said, hint, hint. She, she said, uh, <laughs> you know, we get probably two of these a week where Aww. tourists find dogs in the desert and bring them to us. Mm -hmm. That's why our shelters are full. Wow. And know? it's a beautiful, he's a beautiful German shepherd. He, he's he's beautiful. He's, he's, we determined he was about a year, year and a half old. Yeah. Um, so we, we held on to him. You know, we took him for the remainder of the trip. We, in, when we ended up, we got to Colorado uh, we brought him to a vet there, and we got him shots, and we got him vaccinated, and uh, gave gave him you know the good good thorough uh, once over, and he's he's a healthy dog, and he's he's a smart German Shepherd. So there was no pushback from Carrie. She was on the same page. No, Carrie was the one that talked me into it to keeping the dog. To keeping the dog, she she gave me the puppy eye look uh -huh. and said, can "That's we, all it takes. Can we keep him?" <laughs> and you know, and and I hemmed and hawed, and I, and I you know, I I was trying to be the voice of reason, but um, they, I'm looking at her and I'm looking at the dog, and I lost. I know, but you know, especially in recovery, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> everything, you know, what a what a blessing to have. You thought it was a coyote. Here, it's a dog. It jumps in your car. And, you know, I got to tell you, Rob um, brought the dog, Navajo, into the studio today, and he's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Pretty well behaved. He, he's, yeah, he's a puppy. Yeah, you know, he's right. a year, year and a half old, so yeah. he's a little rambunctious, yeah. but but he, he's he's trainable. He's doing well. Um, so the the second day that we held on to him, because our my, my plan was this. We were going to, we had left a message with, the animal control and said, this was on July 22nd, which was a Thursday. So we were gonna keep him Friday, Saturday. Uh, Sunday, we were leaving for Utah. So we left that message. We said, we're gonna leave, please call us back. When, you know, We never received a call back. 
But the, so the next day, that Friday, we were going kayaking on Lake Powell, which is, you know, part of it is there's a kind of waterway uh, that goes into what they call uh, the slot canyons, mm-hmm. and you kayak through the slot canyon. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that day, so, so we brought him. So it's you carry Navajo in this kayak? In the kayak, okay. a three-person kayak. Right. Put him in the middle. I'm in the back. Carrie's in the front. And we were just gliding along the water, and he was digging it. He was just laying there. He was just taking in the sights, and he was just enjoying it as much as we were. Well, we when we got into the main sort of waterway that was leading us to the Slot Canyon, um, a bunch of speedboats came by, and they created a wake, a, a, a lot of wake, and yep. it and it capsized. Us. Oh my God! Um, and Luckily, what I had done when we launched our kayak, I launched it right behind a tour that was going out. Because I'm thinking, you know what? Let's see where they lead us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you know you're you're better off in numbers. Sure. You know, so so we were kind of right behind them. So when we capsized, they they saw the distress because we had life vests on. I had the dog in a harness. But I'm holding him up, and he's 75 pounds. That's dry. So, and yeah, and that's dry. And so I'm holding him up out of the water, and I will never forget the look in his eyes when he looked at me, as if he was in a panic and he thought he was gonna drown because the the kayak was capsized. Um, I'm trying to hold the kayak. Carrie's holding the kayak. Um, I'm holding the dog. There's this wake rough wake that's you know kind of stirring us about um so it it, you know for for a brief moment i thought the water was going to win and i was going to have to let go of the dog um but i didn't he he scratched up my face uh because he was just he was just in a panic yeah he was panicked looking for some stability right um so luckily a boat came along we were able to you know get him on the boat get us up you know all, all was uh, safe and sound, um, but it was uh, it was an interesting experience because um, from that moment on, the dog would not leave my side. He just wouldn't leave me, hmm. um, and it was um, it, it it it's been pretty amazing um, to have this dog and and know sort of the backstory to be a part of that backstory of the dog. Right, and how appropriate that you named him Navajo. Well, it you know that kind of came about because you know we were like, "Hey, dog, hey," and I'm like, "Well, we're in Navajo country. Hey, Navajo, come here." You know, we had to call him something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. That's a great name, and what a story. And I, you know, I saw the pictures again on social media, and you were in pretty bad shape. I mean, yeah. your face was pretty scraped up, and it, you had written about the fact that you didn't really even realize right. how bad it was right. um, until you got out. You just you don't realize what's happening to you because you were focused on saving the dog and saving Carrie and getting out of the situation, I'm sure. Yeah, well, Carrie was good. I knew she was good. Uh, it was it was really a matter of, um, you know, kind of keeping myself calm and holding the dog above water mm-hmm. uh, because that was my primary concern. Um, and, and I literally didn't even feel um, him, you know, clawing at me. Um, and, and actually our first order of business was to get him a pedicure when we got That's home. right. Cut those damn nails, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet he loved it. Yeah. Well, what an adventure. Are you glad you did it? Um, you know, it, it's, um, you know, we knew it was going to be some 
on, on some level a spiritual journey. We, we, we both knew it. We just didn't know to what extent. Um, you know, our love grew. Um, you know, we learned so much about each other. Um, you know, even through years of, of a deep friendship, um, you know, we're at a whole different uh, level in our relationship. And, um, you know, you spend 24-7, 30 days uh, on the road, um, you know, in a car, in a tent, um, you're going to have your moments, yep. um, but you know, we're both good communicators and, um, you know, we are both, um, you know, able to, to kind of, you know, take a step back and go, um, yeah, you know what? Nah, I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I reacted that way. And, and, and I, I can only give credit to the recovery because that's where I'm learning that. Yes. That's where I'm learning that, mm-hmm. um, those abilities. Absolutely. It's so important. And one of my favorites is talking to somebody without blame or judgment. Mm -hmm. That's another one. There's so many great tools. I'm still learning that one. You're still learning that (laughs) one. Well, we're a work in progress. I think (laughs) it's safe to say that. But there's so many great tools that come with the program. You know, uh, my daughter's gone to a couple of meetings with me and she says, you know, everybody should go to these meetings because she leaves there so inspired and you know, they say, take what you want and leave the rest, right? That's, that's what they do. Well, Rob Rudowitz and Navajo, it's just been so great to meet him. I'm so great, grateful that you brought him in today, and I love your story. Well, on behalf of myself, Ann Baldwin, and Rob Rudowitz, we want to thank you so much for tuning in today to this edition of the program right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.